The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Welcome to the Friday edition of Passion, where I share some of the latest sex stories uh, and whatever else uh, comes up. So here's some of the stories that I will be sharing with you tonight. The spread of STIs, you won't believe how much it's going around worldwide. It's uh, pretty astounding when you look at the numbers globally. I'll tell you a really nice story about uh, two people in their 90s who found each other after 75 years, a true love story. So one of our feel-good stories. Uh, We'll talk about sex robots and the end of civilization as we know it, apparently. We'll talk about sperm face masks. Seems to be uh, the trend. We can... uh, We can discuss that, and of course, uh, you're welcome to put in your two cents on any of the stories that I'm sharing with you tonight. After 10.30, we play Dirty Minds, uh, your chance to win a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. But first... Time to check out our inbox. Your texts are always welcome. Connect with passion at 514-800. Like I do at the beginning of every show, I answer your questions, which come in by text, by email to laurie at drlaurie.com. Of course, you're always welcome to call in at 514-790-0800. Help, I don't want my partner anywhere near me. Oh boy, oh boy. So what is going on? Obviously very limited information here, but uh, might be some emotional problem that is uh, showing up and manifesting itself in a physical way. Sometimes when there's uh, hurt feelings, resentments, broken trust, uh, all of these things can lead a person to um, push their spouse or their partner away, avoiding sex, feeling Uh, completely turned off by their partner. Uh, So what is going on? Like we want to find out what's happening. Is it the relationship? Is there an issue with the relationship? Is something going on with you? Are are there concerns for your health? Are there health things? Uh, Are you worrying about um, work? Are there things that have not been resolved? Usually when I, uh, when people come to see me with this, uh, I always look at what's happening in the relationship. That to me is the most important thing uh, that has uh, a great impact. So talking it out is definitely the solution. Uh, sometimes you need help to, to try and discover what the issue is Exactly, and that's what uh, marriage counselors do or sex therapists or people who can help you um, to get rid of some of the, well, first identify and then let go of some of these resentments. Resentments are the biggest killers of uh, sexual desire, along with stress, but resentments really is at the top, the top, top, top. Uh, so if the, any of this is happening, then uh, surely you will need uh, you will need the, the help. Uh, hi, Dr. Lori. I enjoy a good sex life, but was wondering about a change I have noticed in the past two years. 
During ejaculation, the amount of semen has decreased substantially as compared to my younger years. I would assume that this is normal. I was wondering if there's something I could do to increase the amount of semen that is discharged during ejaculation, such as certain types of food, exercise, or things not to eat. Uh, that's a, a good question, but I have to say that with age, there is a decrease in the amount of ejaculate because you're not producing uh, as much sperm. I don't know how old you are, so I have no idea in, in terms of that, but the older you get, this is what happens. Also, um, a lot of the ejaculate is made up of wa like water, which so staying hydrated is also really important. Another thing that is made up that the ejaculate is made up of is a, a liquid that's produced. It's prostatic fluid, so liquid that's produced in the prostate. The longer a person, a man stays aroused, the more liquid is produced in the prostate. So there's that. If not, if there's no food that you can really eat that I know of, I've never seen any study, I've never seen, it's not a question of exercise or food or any medication to take, uh, to, to change this. You just have to accept it. It's just one of those things that happen as, uh, as you get older. It doesn't change necessarily the the um the pleasure that you might feel you might feel that the intensity of the orgasm is less as you age women may feel that too as men do but that's also a naturally occurring thing in um in the aging body uh what thoughts do you have on my situation i'm a 32 year old male virgin and I suffer from uh, manic depression and OCD. All of these problems give me a low self-esteem, which robs me of my confidence with women. I'd love to get married and meet an intelligent uh, woman now. I also would like to have sex soon. What kind of woman would be attracted to me and how can I meet her? Uh, so first of all, I commend you for recognizing the issues that you actually, uh, need to work on, but I really hope in your situation that you are seeing a therapist to help you through your problems, like coping with manic depression, making sure you're on the right medication to control obsessive, uh, thinking, uh, reduce anxiety. All of that is really important first so that you have a good handle on your, um, mental health issues. I can't answer the question as to the kind of woman who would be attracted to you, but I can tell you that, um, self-confidence is one of those things. If you, if you survey women and ask them like, what are your top qualities, uh, in a, in a mate, self-confidence is definitely up there. So while you're working with a therapist on your mental health issues, you can also start working on your self-esteem issues. Look at all the things you have accomplished rather than the things you haven't done. Look at the things, the kind of person you are, uh, your, all your, uh, good traits that, that are there that you can, uh, showcase. You may also want to use a dating service. Um, maybe seek help for a dating coach from a dating coach, for example. Also finding an activity that you love to do. This is a great way to get involved 
with people in social situations, um, like a cl- some kind of social club, some kind of course, whether it's a, an activity like a running club or a bowling league or you name it. There are many, many different clubs out there, but meeting like-minded people and putting you in a, in a situation where you are socializing with others, that's going to uh, certainly help. If you need any kind of referral, get back to me by email, uh, Lori at drlori.com, and I'll be happy to send you some names, either of, of therapists or uh, coaches or what have you. Remember that you can send in your questions to me at any time. So anytime during the week, you can send them. Just make sure you tune in at the beginning of every show uh, so that I can answer them. But on Fridays, pretty much anything goes. So if you want uh, to send me a question at some point, uh, any point during the show, you are certainly more than welcome to do that. And I will be very happy uh, to answer them. Coming up, I have some uh, interesting stories to share with you and, well, there are quite a few studies actually, studies that have examined uh, same-sex couples, studies that have examined people who practice uh, BDSM and their sexual satisfaction. Um, those are some of the main uh, studies that I want to share with you. Also, a study about uh, the use of uh, sex robots and a study from the World Health Organization about the spreading of sexually transmitted infections. All very important stuff uh, for you to know. Plus, of course, we'll play Dirty Minds. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Before I get into sharing some of these stories, I. <laughs> I was debating, do I share this or not? But one of our faithful uh, listeners here uh, decided to write a poem to me. And I, I guess I'll read it. <laughs> I'll read it. It's not dirty or anything. Uh, at 10 p.m., it's Dr. Lori, the host of a show called Passion, show of sex, love, and romance, things that are always in fashion. Simply ask Dr. Lori a question. She tries to give an answer to all It's a very simple process, just text, email, or call. We cannot see this mysterious doctor. She is sitting behind a mic, this sexy voice in the air, what isn't there not to like. You can see her photo on the website, her husband, the luckiest of men, married to a sex doctor and married to a 10. It is hard for us to imagine even a sexual man like me to be with someone who has heard it all and has a PhD. <laughs> ah, that was very sweet. It made me really smile, and I wasn't sure if I was going to share it, but what the hell, shared it anyway, since you took the time uh, to write it here. Uh, all right, let me share this with you, and then I'll get to a question that's uh, on the text board as well. Uh, STIs spreading at a rate, get this, of more than 1 million a day, according to the World Health Organization. I can't remember if I just read this multiple times or if I actually shared this with you last week, but nonetheless, I'm looking at these numbers and I'm saying worth sharing again, uh, because it's really important for us to be able to have honest discussions of sexually transmitted infections. When you look at the fact that a million STIs are contracted around the world each day, it's huge. 
Um, there's another number here. I've got to find this number. Oh my. Oh yes. One in 25 people globally right now, as we speak, has a sexually transmitted infection. One in 25 people globally. What does that tell you? Like in many places, they're cutting budgets for sexual health. But Planned Parenthood's cut, uh, uh, in the UK, sexual health budgets cut, many governments. And it's terrible because this is spreading, I don't want to say like wildfire, but the problem is, is that a lot of these infections occur without symptoms. And so a lot of people don't realize that they have the infection. They don't realize that they are at risk because if you don't treat it, it can result in stillbirths, deaths of newborns, infertility. Uh, I mean, syphilis alone causes more than 200,000 newborn deaths and stillbirths each year globally. So like maybe it's not in our own backyard or we don't, we, this is like looking at the global view of this. It is a world problem, right? And I mean, the world health organization is commenting on this and saying it's a problem everywhere. So they are encouraging people to go see your doctor, get regular, get regularly tested, use a condom correctly and consistently consistently and let's get rid of the shame around sexually transmitted infections because if people feel ashamed then they don't get tested they don't do this regularly they uh, they ignore uh, they ignore it completely uh, and some people even ignore the symptoms some are hard to ignore mind you but uh, some not I mean, I get questions all the time from people saying, I have these warts on my penis. What do I do? Like get tested. This is a sexually transmitted infection and you are infecting others and sometimes unknowingly. And that's uh, that's a problem. So just keep that number in your mind. A million STIs contracted around the world each day. And one in 25 of us walking around today with a sexually transmitted infection. Um, let me answer this question now because I said you could send in your questions anytime on a, on a Friday. Um, my husband's libido is getting lower and lower, even though he says he's not stressed. He's only 35, but we've had sex only twice in three months. So now I physically friend zoned him and just don't want the sex from him since this has been going on, uh, for about a one and a half years. Now that I don't want it, he's being the victim. We've communicated numerous times about it. I'm not resentful anymore. I just prefer self-pleasuring now. Yes, but what's going to happen to this relationship? You're both young and uh, you're going to lose out on the intimacy. So you're going to be uh, friend-zoned all the time. Um, like for how long? This isn't going to work in the long run, okay? So I think it's really important that the two of you find a marriage counselor, a couples therapist like ASAP. Uh, to figure out what is going on. You've got to get to the bottom of this, whether uh, he is depressed, whether he's on any medication, whether he's suffering from anxiety, like what else is, is going on? Something's happening here. It doesn't just turn off just like that. All right. 
Um, one texture writes a million a day. That means in about 25 years, we'll all have an STI. Well, they get treated, but it might mean that at some point in your life, yes, uh, most people will get an STI. Well, if you think about it, 75% of the population is walking around with HPV, the human papillomavirus. It's an STI, but it's one that, uh, only certain strains of it will show up in terms of symptoms and others just disappear on its own. So some will show up with warts and you have to treat those and others will just disappear. Some will show up and uh, cause uh, uh, cancerous cells in the, uh, in the cervix. So that this is why we have the, uh, the vaccine, et cetera. So 75% of the population at some point will have this. So think about that. This is quite a lot. We've talked about the drug for women for sexual desire here in the past. And I think you, you know, my position on this in the past, uh, there was one, one drug, uh, called, uh, Addy and originally Philbanserin. I mean, I've been talking about it for 10 years now because it's, was, it's been in the works for that long. And then it was sold to one company, then another company, then resold for millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. The studies are not promising, never were, but it was still on the market, very expensive, lots of side effects. Uh, people aren't buying it. That's the reality. Women are not buying it. And the, the main reason is it's far more complicated than that sexual desire is. So I've, I've said that many times before, but right now, uh, there is, uh, the, the, there's a new medication that has just been okayed this week by the food and drug administration, which is the second drug now, uh, that, uh, has been approved to increase sexual desire in women. The difference is the other drug was a daily pill with a huge cost attached to it, not covered by insurance for the most part. This new drug is, it's a shot. It's a, you have to inject yourself. It's called, uh, Vilesi, V-Y-L-E-E-S-I. And, uh, basically it is a, uh, it, it's a shot that you take right before sex and it's designed to boost low, uh, sex drive. So you give, you give it to yourself basically in the thigh or the abdomen, and it's supposed to raise your sexual interest for uh, several hours. Uh, it's got a few side effects, but apparently not uh, not so much. The thing is, is that in the the studies that have been done, the women didn't report having more sex, which was the original goal for the drug. What the the chief medical officer of that company said: women are not desiring more sex; they want better sex. There's other ways of having better sex than having to inject, uh, yourself. That is, uh, that's the reality. So some of the, uh, side effects include flushing, injection site reactions, and, um, headaches. And again, before you take any drug for this, you have to rule out other causes that all the other factors that affect sexual desire. Like you have to do a thorough examination of this, going to your doctor and saying, give me the shot is not enough. You have to figure out why is this there? Why is there low desire? Is it relationship issues? Is it medical problems? Is there a mood disorder? Like all of these things can have an impact. Is it a temporary thing? Is there stress in the, in the woman's life? Is there resentment? All these things I just talked about 
um, with a few for in in a few situations here. So you've got to be able to look at all of that. I mean, I'm going to keep on the lookout for the the clinical trial results for this, like the the actual uh, studies. But what they say is that it this drug Vilisi acts on receptors for a brain stimulating hormone that's called mela, melanocortin. Uh, which is associated with sexual arousal and appetite in both men and women. But before we start that, let's separate all the stresses of life from the sex life first and see uh, what is going on. Uh, Coming up, I'm going to share a feel-good story, a feel-good love story. It's always nice to, uh, to hear those, don't you think? And we'll play... Dirty Minds as well. Your chance to win a one-month unlimited pass to 360 Punch. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. Time to play Dirty Minds. What does that mean? I'm going to give you clues. Well, this one is a... called a dirty deed so it's a little bit different uh i'm going to give you a sentence and you have to guess what i'm talking about and you if you want to win the prize the first caller through at 514-790-0800 will get a one month unlimited pass to 360 punch it's a new uh, uh kind of a boxing gym it's not just boxing though it's got all kinds of stuff you can find me there pretty much every morning of the week but if you want to come take a class with me tomorrow morning at 9 15 i would love to hang out with you and uh, and work out so you are welcome to try a class for free uh here you go they are all fakes and dolly parton has some big ones It can cost you a lot of money for a good one, but at least you can pick the size and color. What am I? I'm just going to repeat it one more time. They are all fakes and Dolly Parton has some big ones. It can cost you a lot of money for a good one, but at least you can pick the size and color. What am I? I think this one's pretty easy. Let's see if anybody gets it. 514-790-0800. Let me share this wonderful feel-good story uh, that I just love. This uh, American veteran, 97 years old, and a French woman, 92, they fell in love during World War II, and they have been reunited for the first time in 75 years, and they never apparently stopped truly loving each other. The story goes that uh, this American soldier uh, fell deeply in love with a local 18-year-old French girl when he was stationed in her hometown. Um, he was he was 24 years old. His name is K.T. Robbins. He was a 24-year-old soldier in the U.S. Army, uh, and uh, he met uh, Janine Ganet in the northeast town of Brie, Brie in 1944. They fell in love, but two months later, he had to leave the village and make his way to the Eastern Front to fight against the Axis powers. When he spoke to French TV, he said, I told her maybe I'll come back and take you, but it did not happen like that. Janine added, when he left in the truck, I cried, of course. I was very sad. I wish after the war he hadn't returned 
to America. When the war came to an end in 1945, she even began learning English in the hopes he would one day come back for her. But he enlisted in the 26th Infantry in 1940 and later uh, volunteered another battalion and he returned to his native U.S. There he met his wife, who he stayed married to for 70 years, uh, and then uh, she passed away in in, uh, 2015. Janine also fell in love again and married in 1945, and she had uh, children as well. But Robin says he never forgot about his romance in France. In fact, he kept a black and white photo of Janine tucked away for seven decades. He showed the photo to a group of French journalists who were reporting on World War II veterans in the U.S., telling them he'd like to return to her village to find her family because um, he was in France for the 70th, uh, 75th anniversary of D-Day. He just assumed she uh, had passed away and didn't think he'd ever see her. But the journalist managed to track down Janine at a retirement home, uh, and they met again. They were reunited after 75 years. Robin said to her, I always loved you. You never got out of my heart. And uh, that's it. So now they are uh, together. They kissed for the first time in 75 years. It's such a touching story. All right. We do have a winner. I knew it was easy. Uh, the uh, Let me read you the, the clues again. They are all fakes, and Dolly Parton has some big ones. It can cost you a lot of money for a good one, but at least you can pick the size and color. I am a wig. Congratulations to Jennifer. Uh, you won that one nice and quick. Uh, and you get... Hopefully you'll come work out and we can uh, work out together at 360 Punch. So congratulations on that. An article on sex robots. Sex robots is a topic that has come up here several times, including on our sex tech night, because they're really on the horizon. According to this article, this might be a problem. So the headline is potential problems associated with the sex robot revolution. I'm not sure how much of a revolution it is. I can tell you that they're coming. Uh, They are here for some people, but they're just not all that affordable. What happens when they are affordable? So in Brussels, uh, coming up, I think this summer, there's an international conference on love and sex with robots. I really should go. That would be absolutely fascinating. The International Conference on Love and Sex with Robots. Um, One person has talked about uh, this and, and made a strong case suggesting that sex robots are truly in development and on the way Uh, like easily accessible, perhaps in the next uh, decade. She also pointed out several potential problems that will come along or may come along with the robots. Uh, And these problems certainly make sense when you think about, uh, well, even in terms of psychology. And these are some of the points that she outlines. Men, already disproportionately represented as consumers of pornography, will likely be overrepresented as consumers of sex robots. 
within committed relationships, sexual interactions, which are apparently already on a nationwide decline, are likely to drop further. Another problem, intimacy in relationships, which strongly maps onto both quantity and quality of sexual interactions within mateships, is likely to drop in quality as well. This is not boding well. Uh, The prevalence of marriage and birth rates may well see declining numbers because of these sex robots. And motivation for people to work on relationship problems within their partnerships will be naturally reduced. So I'm assuming they think people will just say, ah, to heck with the relationship, I've got my sex robot anyway. Uh, that is quite the foreshadowing um, of the sex robot uh, technology in terms of the demise, the demise of intimate relationships in the modern world. It's a bit of a cynical view and negative view. I'm not sure that we can replace all of this uh, human interaction, which we need. Like, I really don't think that connecting with a sex robot will release the same levels of oxytocin, or if any, than when you connect with the human. And what I'm will be, cur- I'm sure those studies will come out. And I'm curious to see them when uh, they will, when when it's going to be more easily accessible and people will have these robots around. That they'll do studies measuring brain chemistry and brain waves and all of this to see what is actually happening to the brain when you are with a sex robot and uh, in terms of you know bonding and and all of that it's kind of scary uh, to me this is like do you think we'll ever get there like i don't see it i don't think it'll ever it'll happen in my lifetime i, I really don't when it's uh, that easily replaceable um i don't know i, I just I just can't see it, but hey, uh, I'm sure people couldn't see, uh, you know, t- t- cell phones and couldn't see all kinds of stuff. Who knows where we're heading? I, it's, uh, who knows? Coming up, sperm face masks. Did you ever wonder what to do with all that sperm? <laughs> How about I share with you what you uh, what you can do with that? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about having a dating type. Have you? There's a new study out that that looks at this. Do you think you have a dating type? Like, do you end up with the same type of guy or uh, woman when you are dating? Let's uh, let's take a closer look at that. A safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship. It's passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito sex stories to share with you tonight and then if you want to comment on any of the stories you've heard 514-800 this was the headline of course it got my attention uh, sperm face masks are becoming a thing now beauty experts says that it can slow down aging um We've been hearing about this for a long time, that sperm is good for your face, whatever. It's like a natural mask. (laughs) Is it something you want to lather your face in? Maybe, if it's uh, your thing, I guess. Uh, But according to a celebrity facialist who has worked with, of course, Gwyneth Paltrow and Stella McCartney, uh, this is... uh, She said that her clients are not shy to have sperm rubbed on their faces. I'm wondering, where do you go? Do you go to an esthetician 
who whose sperm are they using exactly do you bring in your own sample like would it be uh, is the, to me there would be a risk i don't know if what if you have an open pore or something i i don't know it would certainly would be it would probably gross most of us out if we just went to a salon and they just used random sperm to put on your face ah I don't know. Anyhow, she claims that semen is uh, one in many of the methods to enhance oxygen supply and aid blood circulation in the facial tissue. It is supposed to give a person an instant glow because it is loaded with a compound known as spermine, which is an antioxidant, apparently, that helps in reducing wrinkles, smooth the skin, lessen acne and spots, and give an individual a healthier skin appearance. So here's the challenge. Try it. Try it at home. I don't think I'd go try it at a salon, but go try it at home and let me know if it has that kind of impact on you. All right, let me share a new study that says that we, if you are dating, you probably have a dating type. And I find this really interesting how they did this study, first of all. So the researchers interviewed people, but they interviewed there, these people, like there was, I don't know, 300 or so of these people, and they interviewed those individuals' current partners and some of their exes. So I, I don't know how they managed to, you know, get all of those, uh, those exes to comply, <laughs> frankly, uh, but they did. And so they looked at past and present, and they wanted to find out whether we date people who are similar to our exes. So concluding that, if so, then we tend to be attracted to uh, the the same type. So now it's the, it, it, like we know it's kind of common to, to ha- develop these kinds of patterns, but now it's being recognized by scientists or proven, this, this hypothesis proven by science. This is a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And the study suggests that most of us really do have a type when it comes to the personalities of our romantic partners. So remember, it's not about the looks, but about the personalities. So, um, and one of the questions was, why do you talk to people's exes to discover this? And they said, we have to talk to the exes because if we talk to the person themselves, then it's it's a bit skewed, especially if they have like a lot of negative feelings towards an ex. Uh, they uh, may describe it in a whole other way, right? It may not be a fair assessment of the person's personality. But then I'm thinking, if you're talking to the exes, I don't know, like, aren't they going to negatively skew that too? Well, whatever. Uh, So what they did find is that we do date people who are similar to um, our exes. And they looked at five personality traits, which are common things to study in, in research. Agreeableness, conscientiousness, extroversion, neuroticism, and openness to experiences. And there is definitely a consistency in our partner's uh, personality. The partner association was weaker though, uh, even still present, for people who scored high 
on extroversion and openness to new experience. So they often chose those kinds of people, which kind of makes sense. But what if you've had a string of like toxic, uh, exes? Is that, what does that mean? Is that good or bad? Well, apparently it's neither good or bad as long as you can learn and make it better. So in, in other words, you can think of it this way. It might be the same issues that come up, even though it's a different person, the difference is it's a smarter response from you, which I love. So same issues, different person, smarter response. And this is how you evolve and how we learn uh, from our relationships. And hopefully we, we do learn. We take stock and we understand and we look at these patterns and the next one is better and the next one even better, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a dating app. It's called Once. I don't know how you feel about this, but it ranks your attractiveness to find an equally hot match. It's a UK dating app and it's approaching the matchmaking process, of course, in a, in a whole other way. But man, what is it going to do to the ego? Uh, so basically the app uh, measures or ranks the user's attractiveness. It ranges from one to five using the physical appearance and they say it is a tool to help the user be realistic about who they could potentially match with. Isn't that interesting? Um, the app's founder explained this decision to the New York Post saying it was a decision in order to be transparent, not to tell users they're ugly. We are disclosing the rate of how your pictures are perceived. It doesn't mean you're ugly or you're beautiful. It only reflects one attribute of who you are, your pictures. But he, uh, here's a scenario that they describe. So if your photos rank as a two and you're hoping to match with someone who is a five, chances are higher you won't be well received by the five. You may be better off aiming for a match with someone who is ranked a one or a three. Uh, while they, this article says, while some may disapprove of the concept of ranking one's appearance on a numerical scale, the uh, founder explained how it can help dating in the long run. He says it makes it more likely they'll find their perfect match. I don't know how I feel about that. They, an algorithm that ranks you in terms of attractiveness. Yeesh. Blech. Whatever. All right. Thank you so much guys for, uh, spending uh, your evening with me and, uh, and your precious time with me. Thanks to our technical producer tonight, Aaron Lakoff, uh, to our passion researcher, Linda DeLisi. If you want to connect with me on social media, you could do that at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Don't forget that you can send me your questions about sex, love relationships anytime. Uh, through my website at drlaurie.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening, a great long weekend, and remember to live your life with passion. <laughs>